0: Hey, everyone. I'm Chris Barnes here at East Brunswick Public Library. And you're listening to another podcast of Read, Watch, Listen, where we talk to people in the community to find out what they've been reading, watching and listening. And uh, if you check the liner notes, you can find out the links to these to how you can check them out or get them. Today, we have a very special guest that you've seen in the library tons of times, Barbara Smith. She's a circulation supervisor here at East Brunswick Public Library. How are you doing today? I'm fine. (laughs) So Barbara is known for not only being awesome at her job, helping you check out your books, find books, all that kind of stuff, but she is our also super cool staff artist. She does a ton of programs here around the building. You can check out our 50th anniversary mural that she did. It's over in the corner by the quiet study rooms and the CDs, and Barbara did that. That was a public art program that she ran all by herself. She is super cool. A lot of the cool things that you see around the building are her because she loves art and she loves libraries. So thank you for being on the show today. My pleasure. Okay, so the name of the show is Read, Watch, Listen, and we're gonna talk about what you've been enjoying these days. So what did you read last?
1: Well, this isn't something that I've read last, but I wanted to talk about Matilda. That's something that I've read. And I've got a couple of tie-ins here because-
0: Spill the um, tea.
1: We also have the movie here. It's got a great soundtrack by talking heads and you will love it it's it's a good family movie for everybody to watch it's a good book um and I've got some tie-ins to some other things that are related
0: oh that is pretty cool yeah is the movie is it as scary as the Roald Dahl version of witches with Angelica Houston that terrified me
1: no it actually isn't because i've seen that too (laughs) although miss trunchable is a little scary but you know it's got danny devito Rhea perlman you know it's it's awesome and like i said the soundtrack is so great and it's a fun family movie i think that it's not scary not even for you know like for the whole family, everybody would be fine watching that, including the adults.
0: Okay, well, I read the book as a, as a little one, but I never knew there was a soundtrack for it or the movie, but you had me at talking heads in soundtrack.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so I think from there, I also have... James and the Giant Peach, which is also by Roald Dahl. I was going to
0: say, is there a theme going with this, Barbara? Yeah,
1: It's going to be a crossover oh. theme. So I loved James and the Giant Peach. Once again, it's a great family movie. There are a few scary parts in that movie for little, little kids. Believe it or not, I've never read the book, but I love the movie. I mean, we own it. At home, so and we also have it at the library, so that is a great thing. It's got an incredible cast too. It does.
0: So. I I remember seeing that as a kid in the theaters, and even like the parts that were kind of scary, like the bugs, but they were kind of cute at the same time. So it was very like I don't know. It gets a path towards it's like, oh, I know you're supposed to be creepy crawly, but you're really cute, and I want to give you a hug and a kiss. So uh.
1: plus, Anti Spiker and Anti Sponge. <laughs> Need I say more? They are the best. So the best and the worst at the same time. So we're going to kind of cross over to Fantastic Mr. Fox. The book was great. My son read it three years in a row in elementary school and did a book report on it all three years. But the movie is incredible. Another great family movie, Wes Anderson movie. If anybody's out there is familiar with Wes Anderson, his movies are great and quirky. And this is really, this was kind of like a different direction for him, but it's really, really good. All-star cast, all of his movies have an all-star cast. This one's got George Clooney, Owen Wilson. um, And it's just like, yeah, a fun, fun movie for the whole family.
0: I thought it was interesting because like you said, a lot of his live action movies, they all have Jason Schwartzman in them and they all have a very, they all have like a very, even though if they're thematically different from each other, there's a definite look. So if you've seen his stuff that you can say, this is exactly the way Wes Anderson would do this. This would be the way Wes Anderson would do an episode of LA Law. But like the, but Mr. Fox, it was so, when I was, what? With stop animation and animals and stuff. But at the same time, it is just what you would expect from a Wes Anderson movie. It's great. Great and it's quirky. I love yes. it so. And I think it does a good job because I've seen it with little kids and I've seen it with adults. And the, a lot of the humor in it is great because there's stuff that is silly enough for kids to laugh and enjoy, but it's still subversive enough for like the most hardened, cynical adult that they can giggle at it. Absolutely. And so everyone enjoys it.
1: Yeah, that's the way I feel. And also, speaking about Jason Schwartzman, one of my all-time favorite movies is Rushmore. Uh, (laughs) We can get that from other libraries i don't think we have it here any longer but i saw it when i was searching for it that other libraries do carry it so we can always get it into our library and it's just such a great movie once again another all-star cast and as you know
0: jason is talia shire's
1: son who was adrian from rocky yes
0: (laughs) I I have another Jason Schwartzman uh, extension that we can go for talking about stuff in our collection. And I won't sidebar because I know this is about you. I'm just the host. You're the guest. But Jason Schwartzman was on a show on HBO called Bored to Death. Remember that? With the investigators. And you know how Zach Galifianakis' character and him, they were doing all the cartoons? Yeah. So those were done by an artist from Brooklyn named Dean Hashbiel. And he actually wound up winning an Academy Award. I'm sorry, Academy Award. An Emmy? An Emmy. Uh, this was the first day in a week that I haven't had any coffee. You can, you can keep this in there because I want there to be proof that I'm not always caffeinated. Anyway, so so Hatchbiel won an Emmy for the design work on it. And he has a lot of really cool graphic novels and books that you can find on Hoopla Digital. So, and it, yeah, it, it's good stuff. So if you like Jason Schwartzman stuff, Wes Anderson, you would like this. He's got a really cool thing. But I digress.
1: Okay, and also, once again, with Jason Schwartzman, I think he actually helped to write the script for this, is Wes Anderson's latest movie, which we do have at the library. Um, It's called French Dispatch. It is not everyone's taste. It is one of his more bizarre um, movies, but I really liked it anyhow. Once again, all-star cast. And the look of this movie is really very cool it's got like a set look like as a play it also some has like a watercolor feel to it so i really i liked it but like i said it's not going to be for everyone because it is pretty bizarre but very interesting
0: Ooh, and that is that a recent movie or yeah
1: this is his latest and we like i said we have it here at the library along with a bunch of other wes anderson movies um royal bombs and several others so you might have to look for them or take them out from other libraries put them on reserve but we do have quite a few of them here and i just love him his stuff is is creative and
0: different so that said because everyone is very much if you like wes anderson you love everything he does so what is your least favorite wes anderson movie
1: this one might be the least favorite, the French Dispatch, but I mean, like I said, just because it's a little bit over the top bizarre and gotcha. I do like different and bizarre, but, it, but like I said, it, visually it's very cool. The acting is great and, and everything else. But yeah, even that one, I, what it, was it called? Dog Island?
0: Oh, I remember seeing the previews for that. That
1: is very, very cool. And that's a family movie, too. Also, maybe not for younger, younger children. And it does have a political message, but it's also very cool to look at and to, to, you know, like visually the whole thing and his cast of characters his regulars you know they're all wonderful actors there is. he
0: has this there's definite like a uh, visual thematic it's like the same cast the color palettes a lot of like the the propping and the details and like even the way his shots are framed and focused that it, it's it, it is it's a very auteur level to his work and stuff that you can tell immediately like oh that's a Wes Anderson movie that I didn't know about
1: absolutely and that's why you know as a visual artist one. I appreciate this stuff just looking and it's just like oh wow this is cool
0: (laughs) no no it's important because it's a good story and it looks cool (laughs) which sometimes isn't the case that you get both together right
1: yeah yeah you know sometimes you see a movie and you're waiting for it to get better and it doesn't um this has no tie-in whatsoever But w- talking about movies that sometimes don't make the grade. I loved the book, Time Traveler's Wife, one of my all-time favorite books. The movie was meh, it was okay. If you didn't read the book, you might've liked the movie. Um, and I know it's they made it into episodes and it's streaming somewhere now. I don't think know if
0: it was HBO Max or Netflix, but yeah. But read the book, Time Traveler's Wife. Awesome book. That was, I, I kind of had the same experience with A Wrinkle in Time. Loved the book as a kid growing up. And then the movie, it was like, oh, Oprah's in it. Uh, Mindy Kaling's in it. This is going to be awesome because I love everything that they do. And I watched that. And I was like, well, that's that's a movie, all right. Yeah. It didn't reach its potential. <laughs> no, it didn't. So, all right. So there's that. And so it's, now, again, one last question for you is because you work at the circulation desk. What is the one thing that would surprise people the most to know about circulation at the library?
1: I'm not sure. Um, It might be what we find as bookmarks in books. So
0: we'll (laughs) leave you on this last question. What is the oddest thing you ever found as a bookmark? I can't say, but we've found Several
1: weird, unmentionable things. But we've also found people's checks, prescriptions, bills, um, tickets.
0: Yeah. So I've worked in library land for a long time. And I'm not going to say who it was. But somebody found that I had used my debit card as a bookmark. <laughs> and I was very happy that they returned it to me. So I am guilty of being a a random object bookmarker. Because it beats doggy earing your pages. Because, oh, that's the worst thing. No doggy ears. Don't fold. This is true, but because I designed bookmarks for the library, for the
1: public to color, I always have bookmarks. In fact, I have too many bookmarks. I have shown on Facebook the collection of my bookmarks, and I'm always
0: adding to it. She does. This was a, I secretly navigated the conversation this way, because if you've ever seen any of our Color It Yourself bookmarks, they were designed and drawn by Barbara. So I wanted to get a cheap plug-in for them. So ask our staff for them. We have them all over the building. Again, Barbara, thank you so much for your time today. I love talking Wes Anderson with you. We hope our audience did. And again, we're going to have our producer put all the notes in the uh, podcast description so you can find the movies and books and music that we were talking about. Barbara, it was a pleasure. We'd love to have you back on the show again sometime soon. I would love that. Sounds great. Uh, again, thank you all for listening. You can find more of our podcasts at ebpl.org slash podcasts. And for our producer, Melissa Hosick, I'm Chris Barnes. Thanks for listening.